0: back in Leviticus chapter 16, the scapegoat is introduced. In fact, there were two goats that were brought to the priest and Aaron, the priest, is instructed in Leviticus 16 to sacrifice one of those goats on the altar of the Lord and to take the other one, the live goat, and to put all of the sins of the people of Israel upon the head of that goat and then to drive it out into the wilderness, into that a barren place for it to probably die, but certainly to carry out into that wilderness the sins of the people. Boy, I can't imagine how long it would have taken Aaron or another priest to confess all of the sins of the people. I think it would take hours just to confess my own sins for the year and set and put it on that goat and send it out. Well, we certainly don't do that at Silverdale Lutheran Church, do we? We don't sacrifice a goat on the altar. We don't take a live goat and cast it out into the wilderness, out into the Olympic Mountains or where, or into Green Mountain or wherever it might be around here. In fact, I think they're trying to get the goats out of the Olymp- of Olympic National Park. <laughs> but we do like to have scapegoats, don't we? Boy, yesterday when the Seahawks lost, I'm sure there were all kinds of people casting blame upon. Russell Wilson or the defense or the offensive line or whoever it might be. Pastor Paul and I were texting back and forth and we were joking that maybe our scapegoat would be Pastor Bill because he actually attended the game and we wouldn't allow him to go to another. Maybe he was a bad luck charm. (laughs) Of course, that's not true. (laughs) I'm sure Pastor Bill enjoyed the game and probably... In spite of his shouting and and cheering, it made no difference whether he or anyone else was there as far as the result of the game. But we do like to do this. We like to find someone to blame, someone to be our sacrifice when whatever it might be goes wrong. And we kind of eat up even in our media and social media when someone makes a mistake and we can kind of point our finger at them and blame them for whatever it might be. Well, Jesus, in his word to the disciples, again and again, and we've been walking through the gospel of Mark, again and again, Jesus tells them he will be betrayed. He will be crucified and, of course, raised from the dead as well. But that focus on crucifixion shows us that Jesus takes on the role of the scapegoat. In fact, when we find ourselves maybe being the ones who are blamed for whatever it might be, even if it's... Justified, even if we've made a mistake and we are to blame, and we might find ourselves, you know, distraught with that guilt and with that shame, and we find ourselves maybe being the scapegoat. Jesus says, "I'm sorry, that seat is occupied. I am the scapegoat. I have taken the sins, not only of one year, as the scapegoat was to do. It was a yearly exercise back with when that tradition was uh, and ritual was taking place." Not for one year, but for the whole of time. I am the scapegoat for all people, for all time. I have taken on the sins of the world, not just for one moment in time, but for all time. Yes, if we find ourselves in the seat of the scapegoat or even find ourselves just down and, and out in that kind of role or feeling that guilt and shame, Jesus said, I'm sorry, this seat is occupied. I have already taken that on myself. Instead of this seat, I will offer you forgiveness. I will offer you a new way, a new start. And Indeed, that is the gift that Christ gives to us this day and every day. We give thanks that Jesus has made himself the scapegoat, the one for whom uh, all shame, all sin, all dishonor is put upon so that we may be free to live lives of service of love, of joy in Christ's name. Thanks be to God.